Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and joining me today is my lovely co-host, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Better, as we talked about. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has lying out there on their Mac, but I have been having ridiculous problems with it, and as a writer... You don't want to have problems with your computer. That's like, I realized how important your computer is as a writer. It's like the only important thing. <laughs> so um, if you have a Mac, don't upgrade. Everybody's having trouble with it. Just leave it as it is and wait for the next one. I don't know. I guess they always have trouble. I mean, not usually Apple or Mac, but, you know, with the upgrades. So... Anyhow, today we are going to talk about what to do when you're feeling lost. And this is something that I am getting a lot. I am getting it through emails, uh, Facebook, clients are calling. All kinds of people are really struggling because they're starting to feel really confused or lost about where they're going. Are you noticing this as well as I am, like with your friends or family or people you're around? Very much, very much. People are realizing they're they're either starting a trans, uh, transformation, or or they're just they don't know where to go, or they're feeling these these new feelings and feeling that um, feeling that lost of you know who, where am I going, who am I now, and yeah, so what? I'm hearing that a lot as well. Right. Well, and we've done past shows talking about it, so I'm not we're not going to spend a lot of time on that part. We're going to spend a lot of time on what to do if you're already feeling lost. Um, Because if you're feeling lost, let's face it, nobody cares why. They just want to not feel lost anymore. You know, they want to be able to figure out how to move forward in in a positive direction. I'm going to touch on it just a tad bit before we get into these steps. Um, If you've been if you've been listening to the show. The reason that it's everybody's beginning to feel lost is this new consciousness era that we're coming into. People are becoming more aware of their spiritual bodies. The emphasis is no longer on just their physical bodies. And as they become aware of their spiritual bodies, their soul, the part of them that gives their physical body life, as they become aware of that, what's happening is they're noticing more voids or they're noticing if their spirit is feeling malnourished or just it's not healthy and happy in the way that it should be. Where before, if you're very just tuned into your physical body, you could ignore that because you weren't as sensitive to that spiritual body. So it was easily ignored and not really paid much attention to. But as we shift in the, to the to the new era, um, what is talked about with the Mayan calendar and all of that, things have changed automatically with through no fault of your own you're just more aware the spiritual body is more in touch with who you are so that's why you probably didn't feel that way you know probably eight months ago even two years ago that's why that now these feelings tend to be more intense and like i said we're not going to go into that too much because we've done some back shows on that what we're going to do is we're going to talk more about what do you do what do you do if you're feeling lost and so I have come up with uh, seven tips, seven things to do, seven things to follow. So we're going to discuss those now. The first one is basically when you're feeling lost, change is necessary, period, end of story. You're going to have to realize you, you need to understand, you need to become aware that you have to change your life. Things are going to have to change. You cannot keep doing what you were doing. So because that's not working for you. So you're going to have to switch up your routine. You're going to have to do some of the other steps that we're going to talk about here and in figuring out what needs to change, but this is what really hangs people up. People uh and we're going to get into the change part, but that scares people. People get very nervous and afraid of changing their life. And I find that really interesting because you already know what's happening in your life right now. You already know it's not working for you. 
But I swear when you talk to people about changing it, they panic. They start going, oh, my gosh, what if it gets worse? Like, for instance, change is necessary. Let's say part of, as we go through this list, part of the change that you need to make is job-related or, or location-related or whatever. People automatically immediately go to how their life can become worse. If I change, like if I if I don't keep doing what I'm doing, if I do what I do now, I know what my life is like. If I do something different, oh my gosh, it, it, my finances could get worse. I could lose my home. I could lose friends. I could lose my relationship. They immediately go to loss. And that's really interesting because many times that doesn't happen. In fact, if you think back in your own life, 70% of the time it doesn't happen. Actually, most of the time it gets better. But you're, the the fear of any type of loss or feeling that is is really paralyzing to the point of holding you where you're at. You just want the feeling to go away, but you don't want to move because change is paralyzing. It's scary. Um, you, you know a lot of people like that. We've talked about that before. Like, I mean, you've mm-hmm. run across people like that in your life, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the second thing is say goodbye to the past. That's it. You you have to change. You realize change is necessary with one, but you have to say goodbye to the past. You need to release the old you. You need to release old things potentially. Maybe, maybe you do need to sell things. Maybe you do need to just release things that you don't need. Um, Maybe whether it be job related, maybe it be relationships. You need to be okay with shedding the old to allow the new to come in. And that is really another thing that's tied into this change thing and it's tied into fear. We're constantly changing we're constantly moving forward. But release the past so you can move forward. This is really funny, but this reminds me of, and no pun intended, really, but do you ever notice the people that are stuck in the 80s and they never t- tend to update their hairstyle ever? Like, they like, literally walk out of the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know several people like that. Or they, or musically, they can't move out of an era. They're just like they they listen to the same songs over and over again, which are you know mostly the people I know they're '80s songs, and so they they don't tend to adapt to the mu- new music or new hairstyles or new dress, new way that you you know your new clothes. They they tend to keep the old stuff, and they do that because. Number one, they're afraid of change. They're afraid of moving forward. Number two, they can't figure out how that their this new them will fit into the future. And you know, number three, they think that at some point in time, when people don't want to say goodbye to the past, at some point there was something good about that time. There was something good mm-hmm. there holding on to. They they're just yeah, yeah. They're, they're stuck there. They're holding on to. But it was so good at this time. It, it was this relationship was so good. This this job was so good. This house was so good at that time, and it, it's hard to release that those because if you release them, they feel like a part of them is then gone. They feel like, you know, they feel like they're they're going to experience loss. They feel like that loss is never going to re- be replaced by something new, and that's not true. It, it you're if you never let the past go, you can't replace it by something new. But you have to say goodbye to the past. You have to release the old you. You're no longer the old you. And again, you're still changing. Whether you acknowledge it or not, you're still changing. Things are moving forward. The years are going to go by. All these things are going to happen. Your relationships are going to change. Your needs and and things are going to change as far as what job you're at or location you're at. Those things are all going to change. So forcing yourself to stay there and be doing what you're doing that's not working, it's really going to leave you feeling lost. It's going to leave you really with a battle. The third thing, which, and I'm trying to do this kind of in order so this all folds in together, is you have to be willing to face your fears. You can't run from them any longer or use them as a crutch. And 
people don't like to face their fears. They would rather stay miserable or searching or trying to find a way around a fear that they have. Now, now let's get something straight with us facing your fears thing. That does not mean that something horrible is going to happen if you do the change and release the past. That's not what that means. That means that if you want to need to face your fears, what happens is people all of a sudden will conjure up when they're afraid something that could possibly happen that may possibly be worse. And that's where fear comes from. That It's something that you're worried that could potential, potentially be a possibility in the future. Does that mean it's going to happen? No. Does it happen often? No. But it's hard to move past that because, again, fear is paralyzing. So fears bully people. I actually did a blog on that. It, it fears bully people. You just submit and you just become so paralyzed that you you run from it or you try to figure out any way around it. Once you learn to face it and realize things are not so bad, it, for instance, I, I know I've talked about this before, but one of one of my really favorite books that I really like is um, called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. And there's a part in there where he was working many, many hours. He, he'd went from working one job to another where he owned his company. And the company he owned, I think he was working something like 80 hours a week. It was, it was insanely ridiculous. And he just became incredibly miserable at first thinking that money was going to make him, you know, happy and he was going to feel successful. But when he realized that really what he wanted was more time, he started becoming depressed. So one of the things he chose to do was to um, go to Europe. He was going to go to Europe for like three months. And when he was so paralyzed by the fear at first that he didn't think he could do it. And then he started getting mad at himself because he had thought up all these fears of, you know, what could possibly happen. And, and I actually use this trick. So this is a really good trick of facing your fears. He decided to think about or put on paper all the things that he was worried of, all the things that he, you know, knew would most probably happen if he just took three months off of work and went to Europe. And so one of the things was, you know, his company would probably fail, that he would most likely lose all of his things in storage or they would get broken into or stolen, that he would come home penniless and have to resort to stealing uh, kindergarten lunch money or something to feed himself. It was like he was, you know, he was pretty sure that everything would just run amok. And, it, you know, at the worst possible time, some bird was going to really actually poop on him. You know, it was like hilarious. It was <laughs> because that is how our mind works. That's human nature. But we don't want to be doing this human nature thing anymore. So after he got over his fears of all of these things, because he went through and addressed each one. Okay, well, let's say my business did fail. What what could I do? Well, he most certainly had decided he had skills that he could get a job and get himself back on the ground or off the ground and moving forward. He had also realized that he he built this company and could easily build another one. He decided that, you know, if things got stolen, that's why he had insurance. And that basically if he came back completely penniless, that he actually knew people he could sleep on their couch. So was it a life-changing, like devastatingly life-changing experience to where he could never recover? No. This is what he decided. So understand what your fears are and address them. Go through them. You know, if you switch jobs. Would you recover from, you know, potentially taking a drop in income? Would you recover from potentially having to look for another job? Would you recover relationships? If you get out of a relationship that's not working for you, would you be one of the things that people tell me all the time is they're afraid that they're going to be alone forever. And this is really, really interesting to me because I don't think I have very, very few clients that are even alone, let alone be alone forever. I don't understand why people think that all the time, because if you walk through that with them, a lot of times they don't have any trouble dating or never had in the past. So releasing those things and, and facing your fears and realizing you're probably going to recover from most every fear that you have, you can probably find another job, find another income, find another relationship. Those things are most likely 
going to happen if if you lose those things, then it, they become easier to face, that you know that they're not going to be life-altering. You know, I mean, if there's if there's a chance, I you know, if you're healthy, basically, you really can recover from most things. So then we have number four, which is what I call a soul exam. You know how you do like physical exams and all these things. After you realize change is necessary, you you decide to let go of the past and face your fears, you need to do a soul exam. And what is a soul exam? It's really taking a minute after you've addressed your fears and, and figured out what could happen if you make change. You really need to figure out what it is that you want and what's not working. I find it so fascinating that I ask people this all the time when they email me, when they call me, when they when I have readings and they just they're in a rut and they 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 don't know what to do and they're feeling lost and I will say how much time have you spent figuring out what it is that you want different in your life, you know, what it is, what are you missing? What what would enhance your life? What would make it, your quality of life feel better to you? They don't know. They don't know because they didn't even stop to think about it. It's like people get on this merry-go-round of I feel lost, don't know what to do, yada, yada, yada. But they don't ever stop the merry-go-round for a minute and go, okay, but what makes it better? What will enhance my quality of life? What what will what do I want to live for each day? How do I want my life to be different? How, what feels better to me than what it is now? And if you can't even figure out what it is, usually it's pretty easy because it's usually the opposite of whatever situation you're in at the moment. It's like if you know if if money is an issue and you're really struggling with that, well then it's more money. If you're working so much that you don't have any time it's probably that you need more time. If you're you never go out and do anything anymore, your your life has become pretty stagnant, it's probably that you need your your soul and your physical body needs more activity. Do you see what I mean? They you you need to figure out what it is that you want. And so sitting down, taking a piece of paper and just going, how would my life feel better tomorrow? How would it feel better? And for those of you who are going to write win the lottery, <laughs> that tends to be a big one. Um, if you it, try to take money out of the equation, okay, let's just say it is win the lottery, and you win the lottery. How does that enhance your life? What what types of things would would happen that would enhance your life? Many times, while well, I'd be able to travel. I would have more freedom. I would be able to do X, Y, Z that I've always wanted to do in life. Do you see what I mean? It becomes a I, a non-win-the-lottery type of thing, and it becomes a quality-of-life type of thing. Does that make sense? Am I explaining that well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so we do have a caller on the air, which I think that maybe we should stop and take as we um, go through, and we'll go through the next few ones in a minute. Let's see if my Skype's working today. We have area code 510. Aloha. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yes. What can we help you with? Um, I have a really bad physical manifestation right now. I have like these rashes all over my body. I was wondering if you could tell me what it's from and how I can get rid of it. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I was just looking into that a little bit. One of the things that uh, it's a probably it's a good thing that you called actually during this show. Um, one of the things, the biggest things with physical man, manifestations, which I don't know if you know or not, so you can you can tell me here or there is when we begin to do things that we're not enjoying in life and when physical manifestations are actually a result of not listening to yourself on a soul level. So what does that mean? It means that when you're not following happiness and you're you're forcing yourself to do the same thing over and over again, what happens is many people become depressed or they become ir- agitated or irritated or angry or whatever 
but they call it life. And so they just work through it. And if they continue to do those things, you don't listen, it begins to manifest physically. Does that make sense? Yes. So I feel like you've actually, I feel like you've been kind of sad for the past two years. Does that make sense to you? Um, I'm sad. Does that make sense? Um, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been, I'm not feeling like you're in a really happy place right now. Okay. Yeah. And so, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I feel like that there's some changes that you need to make. And I feel like that there's a couple of changes that you actually kind of want to make or know that you need to make or know that's not working for you, but you're really resistant to it. Do you know what those are? Uh, no. Doing the same routine. You're doing this over and over again, and that's what we're talking about here. So it it begins to manifest physically. The is um, you you said that the rashes all over your body that are they keep reoccurring. Well, I I've been attuned for my second level of Reiki about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's from the detox. Okay. Um, what are you doing for a current career, though? Um, I'm working at a law firm. And what is the stress? It feels to me like your current career is very mind, a little bit, well, not very, but there's some mind numbingness, but it feels like a little stressful in the energy of the office. Is that how it yeah, is there? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you are beginning to do stuff like Reiki work or spiritual work, and then you go into a place where the energy is very stressful, it begins uh-huh. to go against what you're what you're trying to do spiritually. Okay, you okay. can work that both ways, where you can do one and the other. But what happens is your your body and your mind. I like with you, you're kind of in an internal battle where you're you're wanting um, the you're wanting to live more in the the spiritual mindset and the spiritual ways and that sort of thing. But you do have to go to your day job, and then when you go to your day job, it's very 180 from what you would like to be experiencing during the day. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And so there, just make the separation because if you begin to make the separation there. I think that your body will calm down a little bit because when you go in, because your energy is very soft and very um, you helping and healing. You have a very helping and healing energy. But when you go into your office, I feel that you you tense or worry just because of the the tone and the, the of the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is what it is, and just. Understand that those people are not. You're very set on your level of thinking, and that instead of wishing that they would change who they are, just accept them more for who they are, and understand that they're going to repeat these patterns and be angry and be loud, or their tone is going to be very stressful because they're kind of choosing that lifestyle. I think that once that you separate, that you don't have to live that way, and they're really choosing to be that way. It's not something that's taken them over. It's not something that they're not aware of. They're very much making a choice to be that way. Mm-hmm. Separation there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So it's it's from work then that these rashes are from my job. They're not from the detox. Well, part of it could be from the detox. I, I'm you know I'm I'm not really sure. But what I feel like it's more of a spiritual and a resistance. You feel, I feel like you're more having an internal battle with yourself. You're opening up your spiritual senses. You're opening up spiritually into this whole world. And then you're going into a world that is very opposite of that every single day. And so because of your own personality, because of your sense of nature, it goes against how you feel things should be. So I feel you bracing and stressing a lot. So in order to be there, you need to realize that, yes, there that is a very harsh reality world for them. They like it. They're going to choose to be that way. But if you continue to go there, you need to be able to make the separation. I think that once you make the separation, your stress level will come down and your body will stop resisting and therefore the manifestations will stop. What have you used for the rashes also? Um, Aveeno and Benadryl. Okay. You should try um, uh, something to try would be um, apple cider vinegar also. 
just, you should try that. Just use it, like try a little bit on like a, it's a small corner, and as long as you don't have any, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt you or anything. But it, I mean, apple cider vinegar is pretty natural. That was so, once I begin to make the separation in my mind, or do I have to ground myself or protect myself in order to make this stop? Because it's kind of, it's all over the place, and it's like I can't go to, you know, I see people and it's on my neck and everything, and it's kind of depressing. The thing is, is you have to make it in your mind. It, it, energetically, you can do that too. But when when light workers, when healers begin to get, when they begin to get into a world of where they're really comfortable in the spiritual world, they have a hard time accepting the harshness of the physical reality of what a lot of people are dealing with. And what I'm saying by that is, you have to go. It's okay for them to live this way. It's okay for them to be angry. It's okay for them to do all these things and do that. And don't wish them to be different necessarily because the more that you hope that they're going to be better today, you hope that they're not going to be yelling as much or you hope that nobody's going to be stressed out. It's not going to happen. You're in a very stressed out, very toxic type of work environment because you have people suing other people and people, you know, battling all the time. So you're you're very 180 of what you're, you're, you're thinking your body wants. So unless you can make that separation, the only other thing to do would be to try to get another job, you know? But in my mind, so I want to make that separation in my mind, then everything will be okay. I think it, you'll start seeing progress. You'll start seeing those things heal. You'll start seeing settle. You, you know, the rashes settle down. You'll start seeing all of those things. How long do you think it's going to take before they go away? Um, I think it'll probably take. I think you'll see a difference in two to three months. I think in two months you're going to start seeing a difference. So don't worry about it too much about being long-term. I mean, I I think that you're beginning to just feel like you're going to have this forever, but I think that you're, you are going to have it a little while. It's just going to take your your body a little bit of time to adjust. And is there a way to speed that up at all? By just allowing the world that you're in on a day-to-day basis be oh, somehow to find peace with that find peace with being in that type of environment on a day-to-day basis because it'll help with healing faster it'll help a lot because part of your problem is you're bracing you're you're tensing when you go in there you're bracing internally you're feeling very resistant to being in that type of environment and once you just find peace with being in that type of environment then your body is not going to tense anymore it's not going to resist the healing anymore what i mean Okay. Yeah. So okay. Just make peace with that, with where you're at. You're kind of in a catch twenty two. You're you're trying to move forward spiritually, but yet you're trying to stay in a very tense physical environment. And you can do it. It just takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of awareness, and it takes a lot of understanding that those people are choosing that life, and you're just there to fill in at the time and you're going to live your life differently outside, but, you know, you can be in their environment without allowing it to affect you, you know, that's where you're... So if I make that that determination in my mind, then this can go away sooner than two to three months. Okay. What's that? Uh, Yeah, I said exactly. Okay. Thank you. Aloha. Okay. Was, I'm not sure if I was explaining that very well, Debbie, but, um, well, you know, spiritual, you know, they get sometimes, I think that they become in an internal battle when you, when they're learning to become spiritual workers or in that line of work. I think it, what, and I see it over and over again all the time with even colleagues, they want the world to become more like who they are, where they're opening up spiritually, becoming more aware, they're learning about non-toxic environments, they're doing all of these things, and they want to be able to have that in every part of their life, but they don't realize it, it takes you a while to come with to terms with some people are very okay with their life being toxic. They're very okay with their life being in term, turmoil. They're very not open to the spiritual part, new journey that you're learning. And so you have to be like, well, I'm okay with you being okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, so it was interesting that at the very, very beginning, she said that she 
has a rash, and she said it was a physical manifestation, so that she was aware that she was perhaps causing this. So I wanted to make sure she wasn't having some kind of allergic reaction <laughs> to something in her environment. Yeah, I should have... Um, making sure that she had seen a doctor for any of those things. And anybody listening out there, if you do have any physical manifestations of anything, it's always best to seek medical advice and medical attention to make sure that there's something that they can't help you with, you know. Right, right. So, and that's what I, I wanted to ask her, but she, it felt like she already knew that it was something internal that she was... um suppressing, like you were saying about how she seems to be awakening to a spiritual um, awareness, but she has to suppress who she really wants to be in her everyday work life, who right. she feels. So yeah. that was one thing, and I and I, I mean, we know that you can manifest any you know, any physical ailment in that, and um, the rash, it, it probably is something that, um, you know, she's just feeling that irritation, that stress, it it seemed like it was coming from stress. Um, And I know, I remember, I've had several different physical manifestations, but I remember when my girls were young, they started school, uh, first day of kindergarten, I broke out in hives all over my body (laughs) because I was so stressed out about that, you know, such a milestone in their lives. And and just, you know, different things. you know, you can absolutely manifest highs in your body, but also um, she needs to be aware that if it's something in her environment that she can't control, absolutely she needs to go get it checked out. She could be eating something that she's allergic to. I've had that problem with eczema and other different things in my past, and I still get the cortisone cream and do all of those things that I need to do, and I suggest that everybody does that, but... I really find that a lot of spiritual workers or people on that new spiritual journey tend to, um, how do I want, like you said, they tend to, they tend to want their environment or go against how they're feeling they want their life to be by their environment. Like if she has that day job. And the thing is, if, if you're really going to get into spiritual work and be a light worker or a healer or any of those things, you really need to be able to wear both hats. And you really need to be able to pull back. You need to be able to be in your spiritual realm and in the physical realm at the same time. You need to be able to pull back and you need to be able to view everybody's life with non-judgment. Not, and, and which this is going to probably make people go, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. But with no empathy in a sense for a minute. And what I mean by that is, People tend to be around other people's environments such as that, and they think, gosh, so they're going to give themselves a heart attack. They're going to do, you know, they're going to stress themselves out so much that this is going to happen. They're just, you know, and they start to see all these manifestations that these people are causing in their own life that are not good. So what happens is empathy kicks in and you want their life better for them. If you're going to be a spiritual worker or, or healer or any of those things, you can offer help to those people and wish that upon them and, and and pray for them or whatever you want to. But you really need to be able to accept other people's decisions, behaviors, and actions, period. You need to be able to find a place where you're okay with the way they're living their life. And that is one of the hardest things that I've ever come to terms with and learned. And I think it's one of the hardest things anybody else who is a light worker will ever learn. Because it makes us, if you are empathizing with somebody, it makes us feel uncomfortable with what they're doing in their life. But you really need to be able to shut that empathy thing off for a minute, observe and respect how they're living their life. Because a lot of times those people are okay with that. And so I find it more when people are resistant to being in a physical environment, such as a law office, like such as where she's in. I find more that when you're resistant to it, it's because you're seeing things that you wish that they would change for themselves. You're seeing things that they wish that they would change in their life. And it makes you very uncomfortable. When you become 
accepting and not judgmental and, and accepting of how they're living their life and how they're choosing to and just being like okay with that, it really brings your stress level down. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Did I explain that well? Yeah, and it is hard to do. It's, it, it is, it's, I practice non-judgment constantly. And I know that, you know, when I first started realizing things of how to release, how to let go, how to, you know, live a better life, it was like, oh, my gosh, I wanted to tell everybody. But then I realized not everybody wanted to hear this. So you have to, like you said, pull back. And yeah, they're not open the people to who want to hear it will come to you or, you know, you can have your own avenue of expression. And they're not open, always open to it. And and sometimes they think their way of life is better. They just do. It works for them. Just because it works for us or us watching them doesn't mean it doesn't work for them. For some people, they get something out of that. They get some type of satisfaction out of that or um, something that is driving them. They're getting something from that lifestyle. I, You know, many people, friends and family or colleagues or clients, you know, over the years when I was younger, that was really hard for me to accept that people like their life if they seem miserable. And the more that you try to help these people and the more that you realize they were just manifesting and, and continuing to live the same life, they were really comfortable there. They were very comfortable there. I was uncomfortable watching them stay there. And that's actually what my next book is about, the energy vampires. And I have a lot of really good information about stuff like that. But let's get on to the next tips so that we can continue on and not lose um, what our goal was. And so we went through, I'm just going to run through them again really quickly. These are things to do if you're feeling lost. One is realize change is necessary. You're going to have to realize that Change has to be implemented. Say goodbye to the past and be okay with releasing the old you and the old things, possibly old relationships, but be okay with it. Face your fears instead of running from them or using them as a crutch. We're now going to, you know, figure out what our fears are and figure out even if they did come to life, how we could overcome them, how we'll be okay. Um, the fourth thing is to do a soul exam, figure out what it is that you want and what's not working. And that was the one where I talked about people. A lot of times they don't even, when they're feeling lost, they don't even take the time to figure that out, that one out. So no, they don't. And that, and incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole premise behind when I started Bloomies was, Nobody was, we didn't know what we wanted. And when I said, you know, this is for your intention, write down what it is that you want. Well, nobody gets asked that. Nobody has or has time to really sit down and, and search within themselves what it is that they want. And yeah. and then, you know, it's like it's like they need that a, a permission to to do so. And um, that that's something... Just that question alone, do you like you call it a soul exam, ask what it is that you want, that then generates some action in right. getting back on track and not feeling lost. Yeah, and it's just basically what enhance would enhance your quality of life. That's mm-hmm. really ask yourself, what would enhance your quality of life tomorrow? What would enhance your quality of life tonight? What would enhance your life at all like what are what do you feel like and if you ask it that way instead of what am I missing what would enhance my life if you ask somebody that they can name things pretty quickly so what Mm -hmm. is enhance your life not relating to money it can be relating Mm -hmm. to that money you think would represent to you which would be freedom or travel or whatever those things that's what we're looking for here number five is to stop the mind-body battle. This is something that's really interesting that I think trips people up a lot because the thing is, is when they begin to feel lost, they actually, I when I work with clients who have begin to, begun to feel lost, I can actually take them through back and when I start telling them where I feel like they should head, they start saying, oh yeah, I thought about that. I, I, I thought that I should do that and then I just dismissed it. So what I mean by stop the mind-body battle is, one, quit quit dismissing your own intuition. 
Don't dismiss it anymore. You're going to learn how to use it and learn how to listen to it. You're going to then allow your body, your intuition, your your body to have seniority over your mind. Your mind no longer rules all things. It now gets training wheels, <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> To instill or to the next one, the number six. And so stop the mind-body battle. What happens is everybody starts ruling everything by their mind and its rules. Like um, this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to go to do this way to make money. I have to go to college. I have to do it this way. I have to do it that way. They you they begin to force thought upon their life. They force their mind upon their life and what they think they should do instead of what they feel like or they want to do. Now think about that. When you sit there for a minute and think, what would I like to do tomorrow? What would I like to do? What do I feel like doing? When you even say those words and think for a minute, you'll get a tingle in the chest. What do what do I want? What do I like to do? If you if you say that to yourself, you'll get a tingle in the chest. If you say, what do I want to do, you'll get that tingle. What do I think I should do? It's going to be completely different. You're going to feel it in your head, and you're going to feel a very bullish type behavior. And that's because we're taught from a very young age to follow certain rules. And if we follow these rules, then we will become successful and life will be good. And for some reason, those rules seem to be based on financial stability, and all these different things that have to do with money. And nobody bases it on what they really, really want. What does everybody really want in that life? They want happiness. They want joy. That's what they really want. That's what people's quality of life almost always comes down to. I've really never ran into anybody who, if I asked them, would you want part of your quality of life, would it be happiness and joy? That's all anybody ever really wants. They don't care how they get it. They don't care how it unfolds. That just, that makes their heart just glow. That makes their being just happy. They just, that's what they love. They want happiness and joy. And and the, the details are basically a side effect. Well, your mind doesn't tap into that, but your intuition does. And so with the mind body battle, you dismiss your own intuition. You dismiss your own feelings of what it is that you desire, what it is that would enhance your quality of life. You shut it down immediately with your mind and go, okay, well, that's not going to work because of this, this, this. I can't be a circus performer because that's just ridiculous and how would I support myself? Which is, you know, that's funny because I actually um, had somebody who lived next door to us whose son was in the Cirque circle, circle Delay, or what is that? Cir- <laughs> And he actually traveled the world and made a pretty good income. And who would have thought, what do you think people would have told him if he would have Mm -hmm. said that? It's amazing, right? Um, I know writers that are doing very well in life. And and again, if they would have said, Mom, I'm going to go write a book for a living, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, my God. The world would come crashing down, right? So, Don't dismiss your own intuition. Quit dismissing it and letting your mind take over. So the next thing you want to do with that is you want to learn how to listen to it and learn how to use it. And if you haven't done that recently, I actually have a book that I just wrote on that. I seem to have written a book for everything. Uh, And so that's um, Intuition um, intuition and Psychic Ability, Your Spiritual GPS, which you can find on Amazon right now, and the link's on here, and that's like $3.99, so... It won't break break the bank. But I help you through this book learn how to listen to your own intuition and learn how to use it. I don't want to go into all those details now because that would take too long. It would be like a five-hour show. But learn how to listen to it. Learn what it feels like when you're having intuition. Learn how to tell the difference between your thoughts and and your intuition. And I do run through all of that in this book. I, I go through very clear steps on how you can tell the difference if it's you or your intuition, if it's your guides, all these different things, and learn how to use it. So then you start basing decisions on your body, and, and you allow it to have seniority instead of your mind. You decide your mind takes a back seat at this point. And so what I mean by that is start making decisions based on joy. And 
what you feel like doing at the time, what feels good to do now, what feels good to do now. You always become a little kid again. Begin to make choices that feel good at the moment. Stop deciding, can't do this because I need to be responsible, can't do this. You know, stop doing all of those things. And your mind no longer is the ruler of all things. Allow it to, it's, it's now being downgraded to training wheels. And so what I mean by that is, Actually, number six, we're going to, you need to instill new thought patterns. Very important. Instill new thought patterns. So what I mean by downgrading your mind to getting training wheels is all of these behaviors that we've been talking about, a lot, they, they've been trained into us over the years. And so we trained our mind to do this. We trained our mind to be responsible. And we trained our mind to go towards success. And we trained our mind to move forward in, in, in this way. And so everybody gives you a blueprint of how, what things should make you happy, right? So the, the mind begins to just want to do those things. And, and what are they? They're career, money, and love. That's what they are. And so people want to be successful in all those things. So they decide, okay, career, have to go to college, um, have to make money because money buys things. And I need to get, you know, married and have children because that's what everybody does. And, and basically everybody does want love. So that's, that is important. But we need to let go of the old thought patterns and we need to instill new thought pattern patterns. That is so, so true. Oh, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. And so you cannot figure out how to get out of this lost cycle without being able to instill new thought patterns. And so how do you do that? How do you instill new thought patterns? Well, one of the easy ways that you do that is you stop what most people do i let me let me rephrase that you try and figure out how to make the connection of how what you want in life is possible the old thought pattern is well that's not going to work because of this that's not going to work because of that that's you know so you try to make the everybody train has trained themselves how to figure out immediately how things are not going to work for them it's a trained process. It's a trained thought pattern. And so automatically, without thinking about it, that's what your mind does. No more. From now on, you're going to try to figure out how to make the connection of it being possible. How can you make it from point A to point B? Whatever it is that's enhancing your quality of life, how can it be possible? How can you move forward into that being a possibility in your life? Because you can always figure it out. That's another thing that I find interesting. When I do this with clients, if I allow them some room and I say, okay, let's just, I want you to give me a few ways of how this, let's say they want to go to Europe or they want to have a job where they work from home. Give me five ways of how this is possible. They can do it. They can do it. You just to retrain your thought pattern. And you want that to be seniority now. That's seniority over all else. How is it possible? How is it possible? It's kind of like, what is it, the little Thomas or the little train that could? You know, I think I can, I think I can. How is this possible? How is this possible? How is this possible? That's what you need to start doing. You want to leave behind all the reasons why it's not possible because it's not effective. That's the old way of thinking, and that's no longer working for you. That's shedding the old way, period, end of story. When you try to figure out how it's possible, what the major wonderful thing is you allow your dream to become a reality. When you're in the old thought pattern, when you're trying to figure out, you know, how it's not possible, then you you put up all these blocks to the law of attraction. You put up all these blocks to the, all these things becoming your reality because let's face it, your thoughts are a reality. So think about it for a minute. If you're trying to figure out how it's not possible, then guess what? It's not. I mean, this is Albert Einstein has said it. Many people have said it over and over again. You really need to get this. But when you instill a new thought pattern and constantly do the I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, figuring out, figuring out, always moving towards that way, you're allowing your guard down. You're allowing all the blocks to be just disintegrated. You're allowing your dream to become a reality. Allow it. 
Allow it. Allow, allow, allow. It's possible, it's possible, it's possible. Allow. New thought pattern. And number seven, you need to learn how to live a new life. And what I mean by that is old train of thought, your old way of life, you're going to let go of the money factor. Money is no longer the goal. Happiness is. Money is no longer the goal. Happiness is, period. That's it. And so all your decisions, all your soul examination, all of the mind-body battle, all of these things should be constantly moving you towards happiness. Money is no longer the goal. And here's the thing. Here's the catcher. Here's the kicker. Money follows happiness. Hook, line, and sinker. You throw half big fish, the pond, the the thing, you're going to catch an 800-pound fish. I mean, that's the way it works. If you throw, you know, your hook in as money being the goal, the, you're not going to catch any fish. It's like it's like fishing in a pond of money and, and, and throwing something in that's very valuable that they're attracted to or just throwing in an empty hook. When you make money your goal, emptiness happens is it's like it's very disruptive in all shapes and forms and so you don't money's no longer the goal and see this is what's been trained into everybody for the past oh i don't know probably 100 years is money the goal see before that people were trading beads and food and and learning how to live their life and so that's how their you know their quality of life was basically survival and beautiful things and all and you know living a health healthy life that those were focused and so as they figured out the health issue and 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 things went from gold to paper money and all of that then it, this desire thing kicked in and, and money became this this big giant um you know, curse of a thinking, if you ask me, it, it, it started to just infect people's minds in a way that that just became the primary goal. And it, it's just, it's an addiction to me when I look at people. It reminds me of people who go out and gamble or it reminds me of people who have even a drug addiction. Money can, a money thought can become an addiction. And and the more that you just search and crave for it, the, the less tangible it becomes. So, Learn how to live a new life. Money is no longer the goal. Happiness is the, goal, is the new goal. And as you learn to move towards happiness, the interesting thing is, though, as you make all these changes, is you do have to le learn how to live a new life. You, and it's a little uncomfortable at first for some people. It's not like you step into this life and, you know, um, checks start coming in the mail and, um, you know, things start coming in manifesting right away, although... For most people, actually, a lot of these things do happen. But what I'm saying is you have to learn how to be in that new thought pattern, learn how to be a new you. And it feels weird at first. It doesn't always feel just comfortable at first. But after time, as you retrain yourself, then it becomes your new reality. It becomes your new life, a new way of thinking, and you really get the momentum going. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds very refreshing. Yeah. And so do you have anything yeah. to add? Oh, I do. <laughs> you know, um, during times when I was feeling lost, and I know, you know, you talk about going back to number one, change is necessary, and you have to just work through any of those fears. You have to walk through it and know that you are totally supported. Whether, you know, you talk about God or the universe or, or spirit, we are here, like you said, to be happy, to be happy and live in joy. So if you're going to start walking a new, a new direction, if it's in alignment, it's going, to, it's going to all work out. And the fear is just something that's, that is in the head. If you operate from the heart, you need to move forward. You have to take action. Um, and there was a time when I was, I was driving and, and I was... I was going to do something that, you know, for the first time I was I was a little bit scared and I was wondering where my direction was going and and I I said a prayer and my my prayer was um I instead of asking for things, instead of asking for anything, what I said was I asked for clarity. I just said my prayer was so simple and it was I said, Father God, 
Mother Earth and all the angels and ancestors in between, please guide me to clarity. And that was it. And it was it felt so freeing to just just let it all go and whatever I needed was going to you know, come my way and then and then trusting. And then plus, you know, not sitting back and not taking any, any action on the path, but moving forward. And I knew things when things were coming to me, that I was in full alignment with where I was supposed to be. And it just asking for the clarity was was just amazing. It was eye-opening. It felt so good. And it almost, it felt like this heaviness just lifted from me. Right. Um, well, that, let's make sure, because you had actually pointed this out, we want to make sure that people realize, too, though, they need to do where they sit down and figure out what would enhance their quality of life because that will help also move them in that direction. They need Mm -hmm. to the soul exam and figure out, and like I said, just ask themselves, what would enhance my quality of life today? What would enhance my quality of life tomorrow? And they can be little things like more time. Um, I would, I need a break. I need a trip. Um, I need a new bed, these things. And when, when you really are, clear on that I think that that even compounds what you're talking about with the clarity issue mm-hmm. where when you pray or get into that space of allowing clarity comes in how to even get to those to the next step further you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so we it's really important um, to go through all these steps don't be afraid of change what what you're doing is not working for you you have to let go of the past let go of the 80s we are no longer there you need to be able to face your fears and understand guess what you're even if you're sleeping on someone's couch you can recover you can do it what's going to enhance your quality of life you really need to get that and understand that and, and figure it out for yourself because people can't do that for you everybody's wants and desires are different you really need to know what is your wants and desires what enhances your quality of life Give your mind training wheels and allow the intuition to come through. That really is going to help with the clarity. It's really going to help with the mind-body battle. And that book that I wrote, I'm telling you, it's a really good start on that if you have no idea where to start. And instill... That is, yeah, that's a great book. It's a great tool. Thank you. I've had really, really great feedback on that book. I am so excited about it. People keep emailing me going, wow. So that's really exciting instilling new thought patterns trying to make the connection of how it's possible i think i can i think i can i think again allowing your dream to become a reality these are your new thought patterns this is the new you this is the new happening and learn how to be comfortable in that life learn that the happiness is the primary goal here don't worry about money not coming in because money very much follows happiness that's the interesting thing i swear it's so interesting people think well if i follow happiness i'm going to be poor and that is so not true that is so so not true that is so the opposite of true i can't even hardly tell you i i I mean i cannot stress that enough but always towards happiness that is now the goal money is not the goal that is a tangible rippable terrible piece of paper although i'm pretty sure it's illegal if you tear it so don't do that but you know what i mean it's it's not a thing it's not enhancing your life that that ten dollars sitting on your table that hundred dollars is not enhancing your life at that moment what it can do is enhancing your life you know that's what it what i want everybody's focus more to be so Thank you for joining in today. You can find more about my books if you if you want to find that one and even the Energy Vampires one when it comes in on hawaiihealings.com. Make sure you enter your email in the VIP mailing list because you'll get all emails of when all of my books are coming out and emails about like free downloads and that sort of thing. Plus, make sure you join me on Facebook. And, and Debbie, tell them how they can find you. You can find me at ilovebloomies.com. They are great tools for asking yourself what it is that you want. And for your soul exams, as Jen had put it. And you can also find me at zenatona.com, D-E-N-A-T-O-N-A. We're going to have some more joyful workshops coming up. Yeah. And you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. 
Yeah, that's the thing is definitely add us on Facebook and Twitter because we're both very active in both of those areas. And so if you're on our Facebook and Twitter, you're going to know when Debbie has events. You're going to know when I have events. I run books for free all of the time. So you're going to know when those are free. If you can't afford the $3.99, you're going to know about all of those different things. So again, Hawaii Healings with an S dot com and I love bloomies dot com. And until next time, we will see you next Wednesday. Aloha. Bye, everyone.